Hey guys, welcome back to Radical Living Podcast. We are super excited for this episode. Uh, Just straight away, I want to say thank you to Jamie from Made For More NI who uh, agreed to have this uh, conversation with me. Within this conversation, we chat about vision, faith, we talk about identity and it is Mental Health Awareness Month and we also chat about mental health, um, especially within young people. Um, But we also chat about it uh, within adults as well. So some really uh, important insight and thank you to Jamie for sharing uh, what he shared. He also talks about Made For More and I and how that happened. And we really hope that you guys are challenged by what uh, was talked about. We hope that you're encouraged um, from what you hear, but also that you're just, um, yeah, just empowered to take that radical step um, to make a choice and to, to stand out from the crowd. We were all made different, uh, especially made for more um, highlights that. So we're all unique. We all have uh, our own uh, DNA that is different from everybody else. And you know what? We were made to, to make a difference. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, grab a cup of tea, coffee, whatever you're doing in the car, if you're chilling out, whatever it is, but please listen intently to what Jamie has to say. We're going to talk about made for more. What sparked that vision? And could you tell us a little bit about what you did before it? Absolutely. So um, I used to be a teacher, a PE teacher. So um, football coaching, rugby yep. coaching, basketball, badminton, you name it. Everything. You know, that, everything. That, that was my sort of go-to. And, and I, I absolutely loved it. Um, initially worked in a grammar school in, in Belfast, just down the road from my house. And and for the first two years, just straight out of uni, um, I found myself in just the most amazing environment teaching PE with a couple of other Christian guys. We would pray together. Yeah. We would just do life together and, and just love the kids. And, and I actually, I look back and um, I felt like I was a youth leader. Do you know what I mean? Like I was yeah. teaching, but I just was able to really love the kids and, and share about my faith and, and make a difference. And, and I thought, this is me for life. You know, I'm just yeah. married. I've got this amazing yeah. job and all my friends work here. And yeah. then the budget cuts came in <laughs> and I, I was made redundant. And, okay. and it was and it was a real tough time. Like it was, I look back and it was quite clearly I was I was depressed at the time yeah. and, and just devastated to lose something I loved. And and in terms of faith wise, I wrestled with God. Like, why, mm. why are you taking me from here? Yeah. Like every day I go in there to, to glorify you, but you know, you're taking me out of it. I don't really understand. And, mm-hmm. and at that time, a, a friend spoke a word over me and he just said that you would never leave here if, if God hadn't taken you from here. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was like, I don't want to hear that. That's yeah. awful. All right, keep <laughs> yeah. that to yourself. Yeah. But but I look back now and it, and it really was a word from God. Mm-hmm. And I found myself teaching then in a school in Newcastle. I got a okay. job again straight away. And um, I went up to a school in Newcastle and County Down and was, was head of boys PE up there. And, and it was just a very, very different place. Um, it, it, it wasn't filled with other Christians. I, I didn't find myself in a community yeah. that allowed me to flourish in that way. In fact, I found it really difficult for the first couple of years to be myself. Um, and, and it just took me a while to find my feet there. And, and one, once I did, um, I kind of found myself just asking God, like, so why am I here? You know, what, what did you bring me here for and what do you want me to do? Yeah. And and at that moment, I felt God telling me, well, I, I don't want you to be in teaching for the rest of your life. 
you know, and, 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 and a real sense that I needed to leave teaching and, mm. and serve God in, in some other form of ministry or work or whatever yeah. it might be. But I love to teach the Bible. It's just something I've been passionate about since I came to faith at 19. And I just thought, okay, this is what God wants me to do with my life. Yeah. So I started pushing doors and, and trying to apply for some jobs and, and leave teaching and, and just nothing, nothing would open. And, and, and there was another job came up. It was actually a job back in the old school I used to work in. Okay. And I thought, I can go back. This yeah. is my chance to go yeah. back. But God was telling me, but no, I don't want you to be a teacher anymore. Mm. And at that moment, I decided not to apply for that job and instead to just sit where I was and wait mm. until God opened and revealed to me where yeah. he wanted me to go. And it, and it was a big decision. It was a tough decision. Yeah. But I think in that moment, God then completely cha- transformed my heart. Yeah. It was as if I'd actually finally put my hand up and said, God, I'm willing to go. Yeah. And he was like, okay, but now you wait. <laughs> and he took me into a waiting season. And, uh, and most people here listening probably know that, that God does that all the time. Yeah. And, and that's when he teaches you and he molds mm-hmm. you. And, and for me then, I'm in this school and, and God is just completely molding me and shaping me for my future. Yeah. You know, I've, I've become head of learning for life and work. Not, not because I particularly had an interest in it, but because I, could, I saw that it was an opportunity to shape our young people yeah. with kingdom principles, to be in mm-hmm. charge of topics that actually really matter yeah. to the young people's lives. And, and then from there, God just started to show me issues in the young people's lives. He was just revealing to me that these kids are broken and they need mm. loved. And, and it just changed very much who I was. I think I, I went back to who I'd been when I was younger and yeah. initially started teaching. It wasn't just all about teaching and, and results. Yeah. It was back to, I care about these kids mm-hmm. and their, their lives are a mess and mm-hmm. I want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And, and then I just kind of journeyed and it, it ended up being there for six years. Um, all the time waiting, all the time sort of wondering, when am I going to leave? Yeah. Where is God going to take me? But all the time being molded and, yeah. ch- and transformed myself. And, and God then just gave me a word um, one year, identity. Mm-hmm. And every time I sat down with young people, whether in a pastoral care meeting or one-on-one, God was just showing me this young person's life is, is, is a real mess because they have no idea who they are and why they're here they don't know that i love them they don't know that i created them that i want their relationship with them and they're trying to find answers to life in all the wrong places so you know just a a lot of angry young men you know just just basically making life really difficult for themselves because there's so much anger and they didn't know what to do and who to turn to a lot of drug and alcohol problems just across uh, you know a lot of year groups because that's just the cultural norm a lot of young girls just desperate to be loved and shown affection, mm. so willing to find it anywhere. And, and for me, as I sat in these conversations and meetings, I'm just saying, that's an identity issue. Yeah. These kids don't know who they are. And everything in me wants to tell them. But you can't. Mm-hmm. Especially in the school I was in, y- you couldn't have that conversation. Yeah. So, so that led me then to say, God, you've given me this word. Like, wh- what do I do with it? Mm-hmm. I know you want me to leave teaching. I know it has to be around something to do with identity and who you are and who we are. So what do I do with that? Mm. So again, I, I kind of wrestled. And I was sitting one day in the gym um, before school. I always went to the gym in the mornings. And I was listening to a podcast. And I can't remember what it was about. 
But it was very clearly God saying to me, I, I want you to, to do this. Yeah. I want you to set up this organization, not to partner with anyone else, not to find a job in something that already exists. Mm. My heart for you is to set up an organization. It's going to be called Made for More. Yeah. It's going to teach learning for life and work in schools in a way that has a, a gospel-centered message. You're going to teach the Bible. You're going to tell people who I am, who they are, and you're going to go from there. And I was like, so this is all happening like <laughs> on a Thursday morning in the gym, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I'm going, like, what do you do with that? Yeah. So I remember I got into the car and I said to my wife, okay, this is, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah. And she goes, okay, and, and who's going to fund it? Mm. And I was like, I, I think God's going to provide the money for us. She goes, okay, well, wh when do you want to do it? And this was like in end of April. And okay. I went, I think I need to leave school at the end of June in a yeah. couple of months. And she goes, okay, let's do it. Mm. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? It's not what you're meant <laughs> you're to say. You're home for a new. You're meant to, you're meant to be the, the reasonable one yeah. here and tell yeah. me, don't be so rash. But but she she knew my heart and she had yeah. seen God you know, just shaping me and molding me over the years. And, and she very much had faith that God will provide and yeah. God will do what we need him to do. And so the next few months, I just went on this journey of just asking questions. Yeah. Is there a need? How would this work? How do you do it? How do you set up a charity? You know, how, what, do you, what do you do? Yeah. And, and then within a few months, I, I left teaching um, and Made For More was born. Wow. So, and here we are. And here we are. Two and a half years later. Yeah, just really interesting. Just, and I think anybody that's listening, especially like in the middle of the current pandemic and situation that's going on I think quite a lot of us feel like we're waiting and feel like you know we're asking questions as to why is this happening what's going to happen next what do we do how do we do it I think it's you know in your experience I think it's just an important reminder to use what's in your hands uh, absolutely and, and a waiting season is never a wasted season like yeah. and when you read through the bible like a waiting season is very often maybe represented by period in the wilderness yeah. or in a cave moment mm. and it's there that that God very often meets people mm -hmm. you know he molds them he equips them in in the silence and in the solitude it, like it, those moments yeah. are difficult being in the wilderness hard. is is hard yeah. it's difficult but it's when you realize who God is and it's very often then that as you come to the end of that journey you actually realize the purpose for your life and mm. God gives you the vision or the instruction of what to do and, and when you read the bible you see that time and time again yeah. you know moses david elijah jesus before mm -hmm. he starts his ministry mm -hmm. heads off to the desert and we read it because it's in a sentence you know 40 days and we move <laughs> on 40 years yeah but but they're long seasons yeah and they didn't know how long they were going to be there yeah and they're wandering around sometimes feels aimlessly yeah but, but God has it mapped out. Yeah. And even during this pandemic, I've struggled. like, And, and I've tried to hold on to controlling things. Yeah. But it, that's actually just stressed me out and caused me anxiety. Yeah. It's whenever I actually realize, okay, no, this is a season once again of yeah. waiting. And it's a season of God changing me, equipping yeah. me to then come out better for it. Yeah. So yeah, I just encourage people listening to, to lean into it. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. but but it's worth it absolutely yeah 
And just you made a really good point there about, I think, you know, quite a lot of people when they read the Bible or they look at the Bible, you know, they do see that sentence and it's like, you know, these people achieved great things or, or God did amazing things in one line. But actually, if you read between the lines, there were so many years in between that people just had to keep keep digging deep um, and keep pressing in like you're saying. Jamie, coming off from that, what does radical mean to you? Radical, good question. Um, I think, I think radical. It, it just, it's just it's countercultural for mm. me. It's it's this idea of you, you don't really care what anyone else thinks. Yeah. You know, and 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 that's very much countercultural. And and in this sense, then it's the 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 live a radical life for Jesus. It's saying I'm going to live a countercultural life. Mm. My life is not going to look like everyone else, and and I don't care. Yeah. You know, and, and even myself, like leaving my job, like telling other people in the school, even telling the principal, like, listen, I'm leaving here yeah. to go to a job that doesn't exist yet, for money that doesn't exist yet, mm. because I love Jesus. It doesn't make sense. Do you know what I mean? And and I actually don't really view myself as a radical. Like people are like, Flip, I can't believe you did that. Like <laughs> to me, honestly, like I, I kind of feel it was it wasn't easy, but mm. it was surprisingly how easy it was though, compared mm-hmm. to other decisions in my life. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like yeah. because I just felt it was so right. And it, when you're countercultural and you do things that you feel God calling you to, it just you just know it's right. And I'm not one to just kind of you know, be countercultural for the sake of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that—that's not what Jesus is telling us yeah. to do. It's—it's it's love other people though, put them first. Yeah. You know, seek His kingdom. That's what it means to be mm. radical, not just yeah. winding people up to be, no. you know, for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, or to make a point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, like if it, if it's not going to glorify God and, and love other yeah. people, then then why do it? And and yeah, I d- I just think that's what it means to be radical. To kind of just put God first. Mm. Um. And even when it's uncomfortable, and even when you don't want to do it, you know, yeah. y- you still go, okay, but that's where the Spirit's leading me. Yeah. Okay, and I'm going to put my trust in Him. Have to do that. Um, what is, kind of take us through the current vision of Made for More and where you see it going. What's the, c- the kind of dream with it? How long we got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, where we're at now, so Made for More and what we do is, is, is our heart is identity and, and culture is probably our two buzzwords. So we're, we're a Christian um, charity um, that puts Jesus at the center of everything we do. Yeah. And when it comes to teaching the Bible, going into schools and, and talking at assemblies, scripture unions, videos on Instagram, all that type of stuff, our key message is you have been created by God for a relationship mm. with God. Um, and we want people to know that. We're built on Ephesians 2.10, which starts off by saying, you're God's masterpiece, all right? And we just want people, young people all across the country to know that it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what yeah. possessions you have. It doesn't matter how many followers you have. You are God's masterpiece. Mm. And that through Christ Jesus, you are a new creation and he has a plan for your life. Yeah. And, and, and that is, that's our identity and that's our purpose, to have this relationship with Jesus where we, where we seek him and follow him. So, so when it comes to our church work, that's what we're all over. Like, we just love going in to teach the Bible. Here, this is who God is, right? Yeah. This is how amazing he is. This is how much he loves you. And because of who he is, 
this is who you are. You are a child of God. You're sons and daughters of the King. Yeah. And, and born out of that then is purpose and identity. Mm. Um, and as well as that, we, we love to talk into culture um, because the reality is the culture around us is trying to shape us and mold us. You know, it's, it's Romans 12, verse 2, that, that idea, you know, do not conform. The culture yeah. we live in wants us to conform. Mm. So again, when we're talking to young people about this is your identity, this is who God is, you also need to be aware that but this is who the culture is t- trying to tell you you are. Mm. These are the lies from the enemy. Yeah. These are some of the traps that are sitting waiting for you. We want to help them navigate that. So when we when we teach the Bible, those are the, our sort of two buzzwords. Um, and we're yeah, just we go to churches, we go to youth groups, we do full sermons, we do leader training, mm-hmm. we do scripture union talks, we do assemblies. Yeah. Basically, we'll go anywhere if people ask to yeah. teach the Bible, and we try to focus up on those two things. But as well as that, though, with my teacher hat on, then it was this idea that, but we need to get into schools, yeah, and we need to get into the non-Christian environments. Mm-hmm. We want to go to them rather than yeah. bring them to us. So, how do we do that? There's only so many schools and places that will let you just come in and teach the Bible. So we were like, again, from my past, well, what's the gap? What are schools mm. not currently providing for young people? What do they not have time and resources to, to do? And, and, it, and it was a lot of learning for life and work. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's mental health, it's self-esteem, it's drugs, it's alcohol. So we, we have then created workshops and resources to go and do that in schools. And they're, and they're in a sense, they're non-faith-based. We'll go in and we teach the curriculum in mm-hmm. a really fun and engaging way. Like before COVID, you know, we could have 200 young people in an assembly hall listening to a talk on self-esteem or mental health, but there's music pumping, there's beach balls flying around, there's yeah. games. They're, they're getting taught, but they're having a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and, but the core of it, the core of those workshops, although we don't mention Jesus, everything about the workshops is about yeah. kingdom principles. Yeah. So we start every workshop by letting young people know you matter, your life matters, who you are matters. We want you to make better choices yeah. and better decisions based on that. And we want you to love other people better mm. as well. So treat them better because their life matters and they have value. So, you know, even that message, like some kids never hear that. Yeah. Some kids think they're just a number, one of thousands of people in their school. And just to hear someone at the front, you know, maybe look directly at them and let them know you matter, you know, your life is important. That's just a really important message to us. So, so we go in and we do that in schools and, and that's been received really well. And now yeah. we're at the point, you know, we're, we're linking up with the education authority and, and more and more doors are being opened, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. Um, and then from that, we link them into our social media, you know, so cool. we, we don't preach at them, you know, or anything like that, but we just say to them, listen, you want to follow us, find out what we do, check out our merch, you know, all yeah. that type of stuff, yeah. then give us a follow on Instagram. Yeah. And, and we then very intensely use our social media platform to, yeah. to share hope and love and Jesus. Yeah. And that's been really successful. And, that, and we've seen, obviously, that as a platform grow quite a lot. And, and we're starting to now, yeah, be in a place where we feel we can, we can have a real voice and influence. So that's kind of where we're at. We've just employed... Um, in the last, so we're two and a half years in the Made For More's life. We've now employed um, two other full-time members of staff. Brilliant. We've got three volunteers who yep. part-time come in and help, and we've got three interns, part of an sure. internship program. So at the minute, we're, we're just trying to reach as many young people as we can yeah. and, 
I kind of before COVID hit, we were probably looking to employ two more staff members because yeah. we were just turning so many places down. I'm hoping within the next, you know, sort of sixty eight months, we'll we'll still do that yeah. and get really back on our feet and back going. Yeah. Um, and then just long term, we, we're we're sort of open to it. Yeah. We, we want to reach as many young people as we can for Jesus. We want to yeah. be in as many schools and churches as we can. Um, I think I would love, you know, in 10 years time to be sitting here talking to you about our, how we now have counsellors yeah. who go into schools and, and just listen and, and help. Yeah. Um, but they're Christians and they've got Jesus yeah. at the centre of what they do. I'd love to, you know, have a, a bigger office facility where we can bring church leaders and, and yeah. people in and, and train them so we can send them out. You know, I don't know. Maybe we'll be in different countries. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. it, honestly, we, we, hold yeah. made, we hold made for more of an open hand and we just very much say, God, where are we going? Yeah. Um, and we try to be faithful. Yeah. But I think that's such an exciting like, part of the journey too, where you are literally just saying, God, I don't know where we're going, but we'll go wherever you take us. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, I think in my first year, you know, I sat under the... the st- the stairs of my church office. They yeah. gave me they gave me a desk literally under the stairs. And it was like Harry Potter, <laughs> yeah. right? Sitting in a cupboard. And I was running around like just a Muppet, trying to get the schools and get yeah. the church, get the youth club. And I was just like this won't be one man band, like just trying to mm-hmm. just serve God. And and now fast forward, you know, a couple of years and we're yeah. sitting here in our office space. Yeah. You know, we've got a full team. Yeah. And we're looking to grow. Yeah. Like you just have no idea what God nope. can do if you're just willing to say, "Here I am. Yeah, use me." You know, yeah. so it's exciting. It's nerve nerve wracking as well, but I'm it's sure exciting. it is. Yeah, and just that whole message that you're you're trying to bring kids is just so important. Like, and that's something that's just being attacked day after day after day is this whole thing about identity and probably I, I don't know, but you know, even working with people and working with kids myself, they have this like just this unrealistic view or image of what they think their life should look like what they think they should look like and you know their identities just got lost in it uh, absolutely and again it's this idea that the world is trying to shape us yeah. and mold us like even you go back to genesis chapter three the fall like the enemy straight away tries to deceive mm-hmm. adam and eve and say like can you really trust god yeah you know and he even attacks their identity like you know do you it's a kind of like do you really want to serve this god or here mm. how about you eat the fruit and you can be god mm-hmm. you can know the difference between good and evil yeah. you, know, you can be just like him and and we're still buying into those lies this idea that i don't need god can't trust him he's not real mm. i want to be god i want to be worshipped i want to be happy yeah i want to fulfill my desires and and we just see that play out constantly you know in yeah. people's lives and and the worst place is like social media, you know, it, it's, it's fueling yeah. the, the flames of young people who just see perfection as they, they yeah. think perfect lives, perfect family, the perfect bodies, yeah. you know, um, the cars, the job, you know, yeah. everything's fake, yeah. but they strive for it. Yeah. And, and it's so sad. And, and we, we wrestled at the start, like, do, do we want to use Instagram? You know, because yeah. it's a big part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but our heart is to redeem Instagram. Yeah. That's very much why we use it. Yeah. So as young people are scrolling through, you know, ours on their phone, and it's just maybe constant images of, you know, beautiful yeah. celebrities and friends yeah. with uh, supposedly perfect lives. Yeah. And, 
and they're struggling and they're feeling down, they're feeling insignificant. The enemy's telling them you're not good enough. Yeah. You're not pretty enough. You're not mm -hmm. smart enough. Mm -hmm. You don't have enough friends. All this stuff yeah. is there. So they're going through this process online and we just hope all of a sudden then the, the same made for more message. Yeah. You know, a, a, a picture of love and hope or one of our videos, a testimony yeah. about how God has changed someone or yeah. a story, you know, from the Bible. And so that's why we're there. Yeah. You know, we're there to try and redeem it. Um, but, but it is a big part of the problem. And, and I think it's just this, again, it, it's this desire to be like God for too many of us. And mm. even as Christians, we slip into it. We yeah. want to be happy. We want to be comfortable, satisfied, and we want other people to like us. Yeah. And, and in some cases to worship us, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's, that's not what we've been created for, no. you know, and, and instead it's trying to get young people to realize, okay, I've been made to glorify God. I've been made for a relationship mm -hmm. with him. Everything else needs to be born out of that rather than I'll get all my stuff together. I'll get myself sorted out and then yeah. I'll go to God. It's like, no, bring him your mess, you know, come as you are yeah. and, and let him then transform you. Yeah, absolutely. And Jamie, you just um, touched on a lot there and you kind of were touching on earlier just about um, different parts of the, the ministry and, and the organization and um, talked about schools and events. And uh, I, I just dive a little bit deeper into the merch because like, for young people, fashion's such a big thing. And I know your heart is more than just fashion and it's more than just somebody having a... Uh, a fleece or a hoodie what what is your aim behind the merch yeah so um i've said it earlier on before we were recording just like the the merch was kind of just the idea came from me not wanting to to rock up to schools and churches you know just looking like a, mu a muppet you know yeah. like who's this guy off the street you know and i thought i need i need something with our logo on it that sh says who we are and yeah and from there the idea came that this is actually a message you mm. know when you were when you were made for more fleece, hat, jumper, whatever it might be, you are actually walking around with, with made and yeah. 2X, which is Ephesians 2.10. So you're, you're basically a walking conversation. Yeah. And very quickly we realized that and started to be like, okay, we, we need to get this out there. We need to basically try and get as many people wearing this as possible yeah. to start conversations. And, and when you buy the merch, whatever it might be, you get a share card. And on that we share card is is Ephesians 2.10 and when we explain it on the back. And, and the idea being that when you're out and about, like we've had so many people tell us that they're standing in a chippy and someone's staring at them and then they kind of eventually say, what's, what's made or, yeah. or what's the 2X? Yeah. And, and you basically have an opportunity then, if you choose to take it or not, to mm -hmm. say, that's actually Ephesians 2.10. Yeah. Like it, it tells us that, that we're all God's masterpiece, that he loves us, that we are a new creation in Jesus. You know, yeah. I've actually got a share card in my, pocket, my, my purse here. Can I, can, yeah. I, can I give it to you? Yeah. And, and that, that is powerful. And, and honestly, mm -hmm. like I'm not just saying it to promote the merch, which you can buy online, obviously. <laughs> Go check um, it out. It, it, it works. We have so many people telling yeah. us about the conversations. Like we've had a guy reach out just through our social media who saw the merch, the message, found us on Instagram, started going back to church, Mm. And, and and through just his own journey came to faith and maybe it just started because god wanted him to see that message you mm. know of, of the the maid and the ephesians 210 maybe that's yeah. what he needed to know like we, we'll never know where these conversations go but for me it's like the new way of putting out a gospel track right? yeah you don't need to hand them out in the street 
you no. can just you can just wear it mm-hmm. and walk around and, and, and live your life and it's amazing to see so many people buying it and gifting it to people and, yeah. and that's a big thing we're going to push for this christmas can we get more and more people buying it and yeah. giving it to even non-christian friends yeah to, to let them know here listen you're, you're god's masterpiece and i've got you this so it's been brilliant and um, we posted out we're not, we had the ad worldwide posting on so it's very good it's, yeah america Exciting. canada australia so yeah. uh, even that's just cool to think it's it's sort of rocking around out yeah. there um but again yeah it's just another way god i suppose wants us to be creative as christians yeah. and, and use our creativity to reach people yeah it'll be exciting to see where that goes as well absolutely it's need to get a few more famous people yeah. it? <laughs> although the the lead singer from ren collective he like he Very he good. rocks a wee bit of merch now and again. Lovely. So you can Lovely. keep you can look out for that in his, yeah. his videos and stuff. But I, I think the the message behind it's just um so important and it's it's just amazing that somebody like there's been testimonials of people just seeing this, um and deciding to to take that step and follow Jesus and kind of leading on from that and just something that we'll probably finish on, Jamie, is I know you talked about earlier, uh your idea of or what you think radical is is actually that countercultural living it out it's not that you're going looking to be controversial or going looking to do this to to wind people up but you're actually it's how you live your life and that's what jesus demonstrated in the bible so anybody that's listening to this whether they're younger older if they're in ministry if they're not if they've just lost their job if they're going into a new job or if they're just at home walking the streets, don't know what to do. What would you say to them? How would you encourage them to take that radical step? Yeah, I think I think a lot of this is just, is just born out of, out of prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, if you're kind of questioning, like, God, what is it you want me to do in my life? You yeah. know, how can I live maybe a radical life beyond the norm? Like, f- for me, it started with a holy discontent, this, mm. this stirring in my heart that was like there's something more for you and then that led to prayer yeah and, and from the prayer was born this this need to set up made for more and, mm. and from that you know you just you just keep going and and so it, for me it's it starts with prayer like god what is it you want me to do yeah and and, and then it also for others it may not be as radical as as leaving a, a job or setting up an organization yeah. or anything like that but but it might be the fact that your your home you know your mm. family how you love your kids how you love your wife or vice versa that that you transform your home mm. so that other people suddenly go what what is it about that family yeah that family is so different i want my family to be like that and and they realize wait a second there's living their life for jesus yeah you know, and, and and for me, that, again, is just born out of, well, who is Jesus? Mm-hmm. How did he live his life? Not just how did, what did he teach? And, of course, that's so important, like the Sermon on the Mount, you know, and yeah. how to love other people, absolutely. But also, how did he live his life? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, he, he would just, he had time for people. Yeah. Jesus was never in a rush. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. He was always just sitting with people, having a, having a yeah. meal, making time for them, no yeah. matter who they were. You know, he would... He would withdraw to pray, mm. silence and solitude. He would fast and, and just be in the presence of God. Mm. You know, that's the lifestyle of Jesus that, that I think that's radical living. Yeah. You know, to stop and slow down is countercultural. 
Do you know what I mean? To to have people once again when the houses are open and COVID's gone, to have your home filled with your neighbours mm. and who are all different from you and just love them. That's what it means to live a life radically yeah. for Jesus. So I think there, there there's two scales to that. Some people listening to this might be prompted and th- they need that push yeah. to go, you know what, I need to take a step of faith and, and, and go and do something completely off the charts. Mm-hmm. You know, like set up an organization, move country, change yep. jobs. For others, it's it's just basically following Jesus in the small, simple ways so that your sphere around you mm-hmm. suddenly go, that's what it means to follow Jesus. Yeah. That's radical living. And I want it. Yeah. I need it. Yeah. You know, and and to be honest, that can be harder than yeah. the big step. Yeah. You know, because I know in my life, I I find that harder now than than the big decisions. Yeah. You know, um, just the everyday. The everyday, just choice. just loving people and trying to to pursue a life like Jesus, absolutely. And yeah. and for me, that when you do that, you'll be so countercultural. Yeah. Because Jesus was constantly. Yeah. Absolutely. Guys, we hope you enjoyed our episode with Jamie. Uh, Jamie is a Liverpool supporter, so we'll just leave that there. Um, you can go and check out Made For More NI on all of their social media handles, Instagram, Facebook, and so much more. Uh, keep an eye on their work. They're doing an incredible job. And you know what? Go and support them. Go and check them out. Uh, but we just want to remind everybody to head on over to Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Leave a comment like it review it share it we want as many people to make that everyday choice to be radical radical is about change it's about transformation and we just want everybody to hear what is being done uh, in in our society today to try and make a difference and try to make a positive change and have an influence so guys go and check out our social media on instagram on facebook share it with as many people and uh, remember to make that everyday choice to be radical